On today's show, how did Jokic and Murray go off for 30-point triple-doubles and a win for the Nuggets in Game 3 of the NBA Finals? Can the Heat come back? We got to talk Chris Paul and Zion Williamson. On today's Locked on NBA. You are Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Angstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On NBA your first listen. Be an everydayer and subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day on any platform and comment anything below. Let us know who you got. The Nuggets going to finish this out. Can the Heat make a comeback? Let us know in the comment section. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA. And when you enter the promo code LockdownNBA, they'll throw in a custom Bird Dogs Yeti tumbler with every order. I got me one. It's nice. I got one. It's pretty nice. Joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls. What you got for me, Pat, the designer? Got to talk about comebacks. Got to talk about Zion Williamson. And porn stars. That's it's, all that's going on on today's episode. That is, that is accurate. We will discuss game three <laughs> of the NBA Finals. We'll talk about Chris Paul getting waved by the Suns. What does that mean? And, of course, in Count It Up, we have to talk about Simon Williamson. He didn't have a great – he did not have a great Wednesday. So, we'll talk about is that. He, is he having a bad one, though? Like, it's tough. In the social media well, realm, is he having a I can bad turn my Wednesday? Is he off. having a bad Wednesday or a bad Wednesday? Yeah, you know I mean, like it's like <laughs> ah, it's a tough day. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> he's had better. Hey, we at least know he's had better days. <laughs> Shout out to Zion Williams no. <laughs> and porn star. Shout out to that. <laughs> but let's, it's but gonna let's, be a fun episode. Go listen to Lockdown Pelicans if you want to hear more. <laughs> The, uh, the journalistic side of that story. Uh, let's get into game three of the NBA Finals. Nikola Jokic. I, just what more can be said about it? 32 points, 21 boards, 10 assists. Now, Pat, there has only been in NBA playoff history five 30-20-10 games. 30 points, 20 boards, 10 assists at least in the playoffs. Just five ever. Can you guess who they are? Uh, give me Wilt. Wilt's got one. One of the five. Kareem? Kareem's got one. One of the five. That's two. I feel like Jordan there's, there's is a three it, more. It, Jordan? There's only one other guy that has the other three. Oh, there's only one other guy that has the other three. Oh. Well, one of them got in tonight. It's Nikola Jokic. He has the three others. So there's five games ever of 30 20 10 in the playoffs i'm sorry i Yo, misheard Matt, I, I, I thought did. you meant just finals no, i, I thought you meant just finals okay. no it's never happened in the finals this is okay. the first time it's ever happened yeah, in the finals yeah, yeah, yeah. Jokic has three 30 20 10 games in the playoffs now uh one of them against the lakers another one in 2021 and then now tonight against the miami heat um how is he making it just look so easy like how is he going out there and doing this and keeps consistently <laughs> producing in the in this way I will tell you how. There's a man in this NBA named the Greek Freak. There's Joel Embiid. But there's nobody more freakish than Nikola Jokic. And I think that we can clear-cut say after tonight, 
Nikola Jokic is the best big man in the NBA, if not the best player in the NBA. I'm gonna because go. I'm gonna when, take you a step further. It shouldn't have taken you till tonight. <laughs> he's well, he, I, he's proved it before this point, but at this point, I mean, there, there's just no turning back now. Well, I think right when you talk about best best big man, okay, I, I can give you that right. Maybe there's some back and forth. Embiid had some big games t- type of stuff. Won like the that. MVP, all that. Yeah, won the MVP, right? Like you know what I mean. But here's here's what I'll say. Tonight has solidified him to me as the best player in the NBA. Because you watched Miami. That is a good defense. That really did play some good defense tonight. I mean, we're not talking about this as the, as this high-scoring, oh, my God, game, 134 to 125 loss. This is a 109-94 game. This is an NBA Finals game in 2010, if we're being realistic about this. And at the end of the day, they had nothing that could slow down Nikola Jokic. And he found people open all night and he was creating every second chance opportunity that he could for his team this is a game tonight where jamal murray had a 30 10 and 10 game and realistically i felt like nikola Jokic had such a massive impact that it wouldn't have been anything close to a 30 10 and 10 game if he's not creating those second chance opportunities yeah, I mean, Jokic's presence alone allows Jamal Murray to get that single coverage, and he can just beat guys off the dribble. Like, hey, I'm I'm just gonna take you and take you to a spot, and I'm gonna pull up, and I'm gonna hit this shot right here. And, and Murray had a great game. Murray had a 34, 10, and 10 game, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But it's just completely overshadowed. No one's gonna talk about it. There has only been tw- 13 now, 30, 10, and 10. So 30 point triple doubles in an NBA yeah. Finals game. It's only been 13. Murray and Jokic tonight, 11 other times it's happened. But, but we're going to talk about Jokic a ton more. Uh, it's wild that it's getting overshadowed. But there's something about Jokic and his control. Like, he controls the game. He controls what's what's happening. There was a moment when, uh, in the first quarters, in the first quarter, felt like Miami had like felt like Miami had control of the game. They came out 5-0 lead. They had a five-point lead quickly. They, they were leading for the beginning of the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, like a TV timeout and like with five minutes left in the, in the first quarter, Jokic just comes out and is like, I'm going to score two quick buckets right here. I'm just going to score real quick. It doesn't no, It doesn't matter who's in front of me. I'm just going to go score. And having yeah. that kind of control of a game where you can take back the, can, like take back control of the game, I think is just so, uh, it, it, it just makes you the best player in the game. <laughs> that, that's what makes you because you're yeah. allowed. This is what Jordan did. It felt like he could just come out and dictate what's about to happen in this game. You can try to make him a score. You can try to make him a passer. It doesn't matter. He's going to take the game to you no matter what it is. And here's, here's what I'll ask you, right? Like we, we all saw the post game show where, you know, it was Ramona Shelburne asking Eric Spolstra the question about making Nikola Jokic a score and what that does to this team. Was there a real adjustment tonight? Was there a change? They did the exact same thing. The adjustment on the Denver side, and, and I'm I'm talking about this from the Denver standpoint, there wasn't this massive adjustment tonight. The adjustment was Jokic just said, I'm not going to let you dictate what I do. I watched Nikola Jokic literally just say, I'm 290 pounds. I can do whatever I want down here. You're going to send a double team at me. I'll be able to find a guy in the corner. And then on the next play down, he comes down. He says, this time, I'm just not going to find the guy in the corner and I'm going to put it up for a layup. This is, I'm going to be, if, if it's not Denver, if it's not Jokic, we're sitting here talking about one of the greatest players of all time with this performance that we saw tonight. I, like, I, we already know tomorrow this, this performance is not going to be as hyped as it should be. 
because it's Denver, because it's Jokic. Well, we're going to do it. I'm Let, telling you. Us, us hype it then. Oh, oh. <laughs> For sure. But I'm just letting you know, if he's in Chicago, if he's in Dallas, if he's in any of these bigger cities, this is the biggest player you've seen in basketball since LeBron. Like, even with everything Stephen Curry does, how he's dominating this game right now is insane. The way he can do so many different things and the way that, uh, I mean, he got he pulled down 21 boards tonight. There was a point in this game where he had five less boards than the entire Heat team. He finished he finished with 21. They had 33, so it ended up being a little bit more than that. But like there's a time when there was a there was a shot he could have more rebounds the entire Miami team because of just how he he dictates what happens and how he can just pull down rebounds so casually. He has just he has the best hands that I, maybe I've ever seen in the NBA. Just somebody that can, can grab passes, grab rebounds, uh like throw up shots and things like that. Uh, it's it's amazing. We we can't talk about the Nuggets though, and we we mentioned Jamal Murray and how he was able to get some some points off. But it seems like every Finals win a team has ever had, they have one wild card guy. There's just one yeah. guy that either comes off the bench or or whatever, and just comes out and surprises everybody. And Christian Brown was that guy. He played 19 minutes in this one, 15 points, four boards. He had a, uh, an assist and a steal. Uh, just just a great like coming off the bench, doing what was asked of him, and then also taking advantage of Miami. What Miami's done this whole run is, all right, we're going to try to make that guy beat us, make Grant Williams beat us, make yep. you know Javon Carter or whoever else on the on the Bucks was available at that time. We're going to try to make you beat us. And they couldn't. And now like Christian Brown, Christian Brown in this one ends up beating them. Just a great game for a rookie to come off the bench and to make a you know contribution like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it is that wild card piece because realistically, when you look at the rest of this team, you feel like, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, and we'll talk about Miami in a second. When I look at the rest of this team, though, Miami did what they were supposed to do. KCP, one for four. Michael Porter, one for seven. Uh, Aaron Gordon, he was five for 10, but you never felt like he had this major impact in the game. Bruce Brown, he's one for five, right? Like the Miami did the job defensively. And it, the question was the entire game, this entire series for the most part has been, who's that guy that's going to be the X factor. I've been looking for it to be Michael Porter jr. So far in the finals, it just hasn't been. I mean, like, listen, I'll, I'll admit it. He shot bad. Like I keep saying, give him more than 10 shots, but when you go one for seven, it's tough to give you more than 10 yeah, shots so right in now. a game. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, I mean, like, you've wondered who that guy's going to be. It was really cool to see Christian Brown be able to step up. And, I mean, listen, he he stepped up in a in a uh, put-your-foot-on-their-neck point of the game. And, surprisingly enough, he was the person to put the Denver foot on the <laughs> uh, Miami neck. Like, I was like out of everything, two 30-point triple-doubles. And I'm like, yo, Christian Brown is killing y'all right now. <laughs> and he, he took it to Jimmy Butler on that one drive too, and just oh, like, yeah. there, there's no, there's no uh, fear there. He's been in big moments, but I mean, this is the biggest moment of his career by far, for sure. Uh, and yeah, just a great game from him off the bench. Great to see him contribute. And yeah, like you said, they didn't get a lot of contribution from everybody else. Gordon, I thought had a good game: eleven points, ten boards, five assists in this one. Played defense well. Played about thirty-four minutes. Uh, but but yeah, other than that, you got the two stars that went off, and that that's yeah. what you need to win games. And their their defense was able to hold home. And let, coming up, let's talk about how they were able to do that, and how Miami could potentially come back. What did we see from Miami? We'll talk about them coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about eBay Motors for a championship team. Maybe 
the Denver Nuggets, two wins away. It's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage, look for the green check, and know that the part will fit. Or you get your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible only exclusions apply. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked on NBA, making us part of your day, being part of the show, being an everydayer. On tomorrow's Locked on NBA, Wes Goldberg and Adam Mares both cover the Nuggets and the Heat, and they will be on to talk about this game, to preview the next game. They're the experts. If you want to listen to somebody that really knows what they're talking about, go listen to Locked on Heat, Locked on Nuggets. They're on those shows, and uh, enjoy them. They'll be on tomorrow for Locked on NBA. All right, Pat, let's talk about the Heat side of things. So the Heat lose this game. They only scored 94 points. And to me, where it starts and ends with the Heat, is it's a numbers game. They don't have the... If Jimmy Butler's not going to be the Jimmy Butler we saw in the first like three rounds, or even in the first two and a half rounds, because he had that, that injury, we haven't really seen him be the same. He had 28 in this game, but it still didn't feel like... I mean, Jimmy had 50 in, it, <laughs> in a playoff game this yeah. year. Like, doesn't feel like the... 40 points, I'm going to take it at you. Fourth quarter, I'm going to assassin, I'm going to kill it. Didn't feel like that kind of game from him. Uh, if he's not going to have that kind of game, and we know that Bam Adebayo can't do that game, that's just not what his game is. We're not going to see a Caleb Martin, like 25, 28 points kind of game. If they can't do if they can't do that, then they have to win the three-point game. They have to, and they did in this one. They, they, had, they made six more threes, but they only took 35, which I say only, but still, it becomes a numbers game. It was the same for the Mavericks in their run last year. At a certain point, you just have to play the numbers game where, all right, we're taking enough threes that we know that if we make a decent percentage of them, we're going to win. And that's how Miami has won some games in this playoff run uh, with against teams that have more talent than them on paper. And they just didn't hit enough. 11 of 30, 35, 31%. That's just not going to be enough for Miami to win a game like this, especially when the Nuggets stars were playing as well as they did. Well, I think it's about who's taking those threes, right? And it's about who's knocking them down. Realistically, every game, every big game that Miami's been a part of, even those Jimmy Butler games where Jimmy Butler's been able to go off, we've talked about somebody else being that guy. We've usually talked about Bam not being that guy. So it's good to see Bam having a bounce back. 22-17, and 17, heck of a game for Bam. I thought he was very aggressive coming out in this game. But it's who th- who's going to be that third guy? Christian Brown was the third guy in this game tonight. <laughs> yeah. But... Miami didn't have that third guy. If Miami has one of those guys, right, the Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson going off from deep, right? Like, you're talking about this being a much closer game, a much more competitive game. And I'm not going to lie. I I said this when I was live calling the game over on the breeze. This is a series that could go seven if just one person can continue to get hot for Miami. And it doesn't have to be the same person every night. Caleb Martin was that guy, the third guy, for one minute. He put up eight yeah. points in one minute, finished yeah. the game with 10 points. He had that one stretch where you're like, oh, dang, he could get hot and all of a sudden. But Max Struess only took four threes. He was one of yeah. four. Uh, Caleb Martin only took five threes. He hit two of them, but still only five. Uh, Kyle Lowry was one of four. He went out with, with an injury late. 
Um, then you had Gabe Vincent, one of six. Like they, it just to me, they didn't create enough of those three point shots to get them to win a game like this. Especially if Denver's going to get more free throws, <laughs> like a lot more free throws yeah. than Miami did. And one of the things that that a lot of people, have been, like smart people, have been talking about. Tim Legler, I was listening to him on, uh, I think it was Zach Lowe's podcast, talk about Miami has been taking advantage of some defensive lapses from Denver and creating more wide open shots. You just walk through it. I, I even watched Nikias Duncan today walk through a whole thing about how uh, Miami's been creating some of these threes and it's off Denver's defensive lapses. They didn't get as many of those in this game. Denver Denver was was like sat up in their chair. They were they were back ready in this one. And if they're back and ready and if they're not like having brain dead <laughs> like defensive lapses when yeah. you know and Michael Porter Jr. only played 21 minutes in this game. I have to point that out in this one. If they don't have those kind of lapses, Miami doesn't create as many quality shots. We can talk about shot quality a lot in this series and that's that's not a recipe for them to win games. Well, I think that you also have to look at the flip side of that, right? Duncan Robinson ends up being 50% from the three-point line. All the shots he took were three-pointers. He was three for six, but he was so atrocious tonight defensively to start the game. Spoke can't ride you out there, right? Like yeah. it, it, it really, Miami is really in a situational kind of series here where whoever's the hot hand, whoever's the person that can give me the most on both ends of the floor is the person that I can ride with. I look at Duncan Robinson in that Boston series, right? Duncan Robinson was being good enough defensively that you could leave him out there. He wasn't great, but he was good enough so you could leave him out there for him to be able to knock down the three ball in tonight's game. I mean, early on, I watched Duncan Robinson get cooked on four plays in a row, and I was like, dog, like, yeah. you just created like eight points by yourself. Like, that's tough to do. So I think that there, there's... Miami has to play this game, and, and Eric Spolster has to play this game where, yes, Jimmy Butler can be on Jamal Murray. We can play the matchup game. We can try and sit here and turn Jokic into the only person that's a viable option. But at the end of the day, you still have to come in. You still have to have guys that are going to be able to knock down shots. And tonight just wasn't Miami's night. But I think if you're the Miami Heat, I think if you're a Heat fan, you look at all three of these games, and you feel the same way about all three of them. Yes, we got one of those games in Denver, but realistically, if we can just shoot a relatively okay percentage, <laughs> yeah, not a not a good percentage, just okay, we can win every single one of these games. And so I think that Miami has to take that mindset into game four here. And I that's where you'll see them be able to come out and hopefully tie this thing up going back to Denver. We've also learned this Miami team has no quit in them. I mean, they cut it to nine, yeah. had a chance, like it rimmed out to cut it to seven with like <laughs> yeah. a minute and a half in this game. You're like, oh my gosh, Bam Miami went out. It's like Miami like going to come back. Sat down and it was like, wait, are they back? <laughs> but they'll never, they'll never quit. And this Denver team has a like propensity. At the end of the season, they kind of quit on the, on the rest of the season. That's why they were only 53 win team. They still kept the number one seed. They did took care of business enough to do that. But this Miami team's never going to quit. You know that. You know they're going to keep fighting. I just don't know if they have enough. Like, Spo is doing all kinds of different things. He's trying the zone. He's trying. He's trying this. He's trying that. He's trying all kinds of different things with it. Yeah. You just don't have an answer for Jokic. We knew that coming into the series, and it's the same thing after three games. Is you just don't have an answer for him if he's on, and the rest of the defense is just good enough. He's going to create enough offense himself and with Murray to be able to to win four games. And that, that yeah. that's the recipe. It's all you need. Yeah, I was going to say, this This is <laughs> yeah. the performance we're seeing right now is the LeBron James, the Michael Jordan, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson. We're seeing Jokic control every single thing that's happening on the floor. And realistically, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't care how much Spo game plans for it. There's no answer for it. 
And that's when you start to talk about what Jokic really is. But now all you can do is hope, okay, let's try and either force him all the way to the bucket or force him to get guys shots that are tough shots for them to make. The easier thing to do is try and force him to the bucket, I guess. But he's also, again, I need to reiterate this, 290 pounds. <laughs> he's seven. He's Shaq with a handle, a jump shot, and ball vision. That Think about that. Let that set in. <laughs> uh the Nuggets had a 119.8 offensive rating, which is insane. That would be – that's just – that's a very high – that would lead the league by a lot. Uh, they averaged at 119.7 coming into this series. They also only shot 5 of 18 from 3. Only took 18 threes in this game. Only hit 5 of them. Like, that's that's how you look like that, – that's a domination, like, control yeah. type thing that we've been talking about with this team. But coming up, let's talk about a weird rumor or weird – I guess it's a report now that came out about Chris Paul – Oh, getting waived. <laughs> I had you there being waived by the Phoenix suns. What are they going to do with him? And what is Zion Williamson going to do? We'll talk about that coming up. <laughs> but before we do, let me tell you about bird dogs. Bird dogs is the place to go to get some shorts, to get some clothes, to get some things that will help uh, upgrade your wardrobe, help you feel good. Uh, in the summer months, they got these shorts that you can wear. They sent them to a bunch of us that you can wear in like a meeting. If you're, company is pretty chill and like relaxed you can wear them uh, at home just hanging out you also don't have to wear underwear with these because they got this right, relax they don't they they advertise it that you don't have to they got this lining in there so you can check it out they stretch like khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and legs give you a truly sculpted look <laughs> i swear to god y'all better be wearing draws with these <laughs> you don't have to they got a lining in there put some draws on Go to birddogs.com. Go to birddogs.com. I, I, I promise you, you don't have to. Go uh, to no, bird- you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> but please, put some draws. As up. always, draws optional. <laughs> Go to birddogs.com slash NBA. Enter the promo code LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off with draws or without. We promise. Birddogs.com slash NBA. I don't think you've ever made me laugh this hard. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA. We have a Locked On show that covers your team every day. I host the Locked On Mavericks show five days a week. We just talked about the Chris Paul rumor on our show and how it could affect the Mavericks and Kyrie. Pat hosts the Locked On Bulls show. You talked about, I don't know, like what? Oh, I mean, uh, what do we talk about? We talk about Nikola Vucevic getting a three-year Andre Drummond just opting in, saying that on the I Am Athlete podcast. That's, that's fun. Uh, you can listen to that show. Any <laughs> oh, other? Oh, any, mine is the bad one. Out any, other, any other team show? We have a five-day week show. Check it out. Uh, let's play our favorite game every week, and this one's going to be a doozy. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it. Chris Paul. There's a there's a report going around. Chris Haynes is the first one that had it. Chris Haynes' report was was ominous. His report was the Chris Paul era in Phoenix has come to a close in a surprising move. The Suns will reportedly waive the veteran point guard, according to Bleach Report and TNT's Chris Haynes, making him a free agent. Now, Shamshrani and Adrian Wojnarowski from the Athletic and ESPN, they came back and said that, you know, Chris Paul 
continues to want to return to the Suns. They're still talking about different options and talking about different things. They could part ways, but there could be a trade. They could come back on a minimum. They're just trying to save some money here. So these are the options for Chris Paul. He could just get waived. He's owed $30 million, but he's only 15.8 of that is guaranteed. So if they waive him just straight up, they're only on the books for 15.8. They need to save some of that because there's this new CBA coming, new collective bargaining agreement, a new salary cap with a new like uh, luxury tax. So there's one apron and the second apron. The second apron, if you're in that two years in a row, you're essentially screwed <laughs> because of all these different yeah. restrictions and things. I'll just leave it at that. It gets yeah. complicated. Uh, but they don't want to be in that spot. And to have Chris Paul come back, the player that he is, on $30 million with Kevin Durant, with Devin Booker, with DeAndre Ayton, it just doesn't work. And so they could just they could just waive him, be only on the books for the 15.8. They could also bring him back on a minimum deal if they decided to do that. So then he's on the books for like $18 million if you add the minimum to the, the money that they owe him. They could also like stretch and like a wave and stretch his contract to where they're only paying that $15 million over five years, but then they can't bring him back. They could also try to trade him straight up to another team. They could do that. Uh, and so those are their options right now. So it it seemed from, from Chris Haynes like he was going to be gone, gone. And then it seemed from The Athletic and from ESPN and then also uh, John Gambadaro or Gambo uh, in Phoenix that he's he may come back still. There's still an opportunity. What do you think about this move from the Suns? Uh, is it just a cost-saving move? Do you see this? Uh, it's going to affect the court. How do they replace him? There's a lot of questions after this. I think it's a cost. I think it's a twofold move, right? It's a cost saving move because you realized in the playoffs last season, there's not a lot of depth on this team. Because no. your starting lineup, and you've got to figure out a way to allow your starting lineup to at some point sit down. Um, and so, <laughs> unfortunately, that means the older or oldest, oldest, oldest guy on the team is going to yeah. get cut. Um, I, I don't, th- I don't foresee a trade situation. I don't even know if I foresee Chris Paul coming back on a cheaper deal. I guess, right. If you have an option, right. No, no matter where you go, you're going to be coming back on a cheaper deal. There, nobody's paying you $40 million. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he was only on 30. Saying? So what, what are we saying though? What are we saying? Chris Paul's probably getting, if he goes elsewhere, 15. Yeah. Like if he went and if he went somewhere else and got signed to their like full mid-level exception, that's like 13, like 12, 13 million dollars. Then he gets, he gets almost back up to that 30 million. Cause he's still going to get paid 15.8 by the suns, no matter what yeah. this season. So, so maybe, maybe there's that scenario. Maybe right. Like I, I, I guess it, if it's about the money for him at that point, you could say that, but realistically it seems like Chris Paul is about trying to get Should this be championship. Yeah before he gets done with the NBA. So Phoenix might still be a scenario. I just don't see a scenario where there's a trade, where there's something that happens while he's still on this contract. Because to me at this, when you, when you get a report like Chris Haynes put out the, every team in the NBA is going to go, okay, we'll just wait you out. You're either going to just going to pay him the money or you're going to get rid of him anyway. And we'll just pick him up when we can. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. I think if they if they waive him, I think they got to just like stretch him, like stretch the contract over a couple yeah. years, and then maybe they'll get something out of it. But they're they're even like with KD making forty six million. I think Booker's on for thirty six million. Yeah. Aiton's on for thirty two. Like at that point, you, you still even if you stretch and waive him, you're just saving your you're you're just saving Matt Ishiba, the owner. You're just saving him tax money. You're not really gaining yeah. anything as far as salary cap space. Like they don't they don't clear a bunch of cap space to go sign Fred Van Vliet or somebody like that. So they've got to get creative with this. Every team does coming up with, with this new CBA. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do. 
I I think he does come back though on like a minimum. I think they're just trying to like think he's just trying to save some money. I would be surprised by that. It would be really. I mean, weird. realistically, where where are you gonna go? That's gonna be a better situation than Kevin Durant and, he, and Devin I mean, Booker. He, it's not better, but he could go to the Lakers. I mean, I, I could see that with with LeBron James. They've been like they've been banana boating around that for a couple years, and so. Uh, like I could see him coming there for a minimum and just trying to, you know, they, they need a point guard like that, but I David Stern would come back like the undertaker to make sure that that didn't happen. Like there's no way <laughs> he could go to the bucks too on a minimum. The bucks would be interesting. I'm not going to lie, but I don't know if he wants to finish his career in the cold. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. Like we dropped the video on the breeze. Like, Hey, is he coming to the bulls? And we'll definitely talk about that on lockdown bulls as well. But it's like, it's cold here. Like, he's not coming to the Bulls. <laughs> Speaking of being left out in the cold, Count it up. Zion Williamson, this story is weird. It's one of those, you had to know, like, where were you when you heard this or read this on Twitter? Or how did you have to look this up? It was announced yesterday, so Tuesday, June 6th, that Zion Williamson and his partner were having a baby. Like, they, they posted, like, photo like like professionally photographed like images of it it was like a, a nice announcement everyone was like oh great good good for him like having a having a baby good for him seemed proud seemed like he was happy about it the pictures like all that kind of stuff then today wednesday june 7th a different woman with a million followers and uh and only fans we'll just, most mostly men by the way we'll just say that yeah a million male followers <laughs> Went off on Twitter on this rant because she thought that she was Zion's girl. She said, quote, better pray I'm not pregnant Whoa. too because I'm late. Oh, good, good, good job picking that tweet out. I, I was like, are we quoting out of here? I'm going to quote just that one because that one is wild. She also posted uh, screenshots of Snapchats from Zion Williamson uh, where his name was just straight up Zion Williamson, not even a burner or anything. And, yeah. uh, him meeting up with her recently and all that. I mean, it is just one of those where you look at, and he's in some, he's in some hot water now, uh, count it up. Is this a big deal or is this not a big deal? Because Jake Madison on lockdown Pelicans, I was talking to him and ownership with the Pelicans may think that this is a big deal and not want this around their franchise. But I tend to look at it and go, Hey, that's your private life. That's your personal thing. Deal with it how you will, and it doesn't really affect the basketball side of things. I think here's the thing, right? When you're talking about Zion Williamson and porn stars, you have to take a look at, realistically, the team that he's playing for and what they're trying to get away from. Is this a big deal? No. Zion Williamson no. had sex with two women. I, I hate to tell you this. <laughs> it's the NBA. There's a lot of guys probably having sex with two women. It, 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 this is professional sports. Like, it, I'm, I'm sorry to, like, surprise you that these guys aren't church boys. I know Zion Williamson sounds like he's from Madison, Wisconsin, but I mean, it's not the case. I mean, right? like, Howard, even. I mean, listen, we asked that question. He who's, was a church who's got boy. the record? Who's got the record out here? You know what I mean? Because uh, doubling up on the porn star pregnancies has got to be some kind of record. But I think at the end of the day, there's – the Pelicans are going to make this a big deal. Why? Because Zion Williamson has played 39 games in the last, what, year yeah, and a it half? Could be an, it could be an out. Oh, my goodness. This is not the kind of thing we want representing <laughs> our franchise. No, you know what you don't want representing your franchise? Zion Williamson's knees. 
And that's the reason that you're going to try and get out of this deal. It, it doesn't surprise me at all. They're going to probably pull the whole, you know, conduct thing like, oh, there's a brand that we have to represent, blah, blah, blah. It's not a big deal. At the end of the day, he slept with a couple women. One of them's upset about it. Is it a moral issue? For sure. But he doesn't get paid for morals on a basketball court. Depending on whose morals you ask, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you whose morals aren't at risk here. Was he exclusive with <laughs> and porn star? There, there's no morals there. Just a weird story. I, I do not recommend going to this person's Twitter account and reading through all the tweets, <laughs> but you can if you'd like. My favorite thing in the world is texting Nick about this earlier. And I'm just like, did you have any idea who this was before this story? I can promise but, to I can promise to God and my wife I did not know who this person was. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough too because you know how you're on Twitter and you're just like, oh man, I, I gotta I gotta see how far down yeah. this story goes. Don't it's start- like an eight story. It's like an eight tweet rant, but tweet number nine. <laughs> Do not search Zion Williamson's name either, because today there's a bunch. There, now there's a bunch of people like trying to take advantage of it. Like, you think I could get with Zion? It's like, oh, okay, okay, let's <laughs> let's slow down here with this trying to take advantage of the the trend here. Uh, yeah, it's not there you go. What a wild Wednesday for, for Zion Williamson. We'll see what. I don't think anything will happen from the NBA side, but you can go listen to Lockdown Pelicans. He has some insights on the team and what they think and what they do. He may know a little bit better, but you can go check that out, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Check out tomorrow when we have Wes Goldberg from Lockdown Heat and Adam uh, Mares from Lockdown Nuggets to talk about the finals. They know it better than anybody, so go listen to them tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Bye bye. Boom.